Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. It is Thanksgiving week, and I think I've mentioned this before. In fact, I know I've mentioned this before, but my absolute favorite food holiday is Thanksgiving. So I'm very, very excited for the um, the big event in a couple days. So I may have shared this uh, previously, like I'm talking a year ago when we did a Thanksgiving episode. Um, but one of my most memorable Thanksgivings was the year the girls were born. And so we were, uh, the girls were born October 14th and they spent six weeks in the NICU and Charlie actually came home, I think on a Monday, the Monday of Thanksgiving and Bella came home on Thanksgiving day. So Bella actually got a virus while she was in the hospital, and it was very traumatic. Her heart stopped beating a couple times. They had to revive her. Uh, Long story short, it was just very, very stressful. Ended up having the rhinovirus, which is a common cold, but because she didn't really have much of an immune system because she was so early, it really took her out. And so uh, she needed a couple extra days in the NICU, and... When we went to pick her up, we brought the whole family because that's what you do when you have a lot of kids under the age of six. And we brought everybody up. Again, long story short, uh, somebody forgot to write the discharge note. And if you were in the NICU for six weeks with significant events, that's not going to be a quick note to write. And so we ended up, uh, all of us, in some tiny room for about two, three hours until they could find a doctor to write a discharge note so we could all go home. Well, by the time we got out of the hospital, it was too late to go pick up any food from a a grocery store. Uh, We didn't make a lot of plans because we knew the, the busyness of the day. We were afraid to make dinner plans, but we we're going to stop at Wegmans on the way home and just grab a couple things to make a makeshift dinner. Well, Wegmans closed. And so now we're driving home. We've got two screaming babies in the back seat. We've got three hungry little boys in this third row. And we just look at each other. We're like, what do you want to do for Thanksgiving? So thankfully, Jim thought of a restaurant in the area, called them, and he, I think he got like four Thanksgiving to-go meals. We ate out of styrofoam containers that year. The year was 2011. And to date, it's still one of my favorite Thanksgivings ever because it symbolized we were finally a family. We were all at home. And it really didn't matter what we were eating or what plates or lack of plates that we were using. It was just a symbol of a family and being together. And I was so, so grateful for that moment because the six weeks leading up to that were 
extremely difficult. I spent most of my days at the hospital. I had to drive an hour to get to the hospital. I would spend probably eight to five, eight to six at the hospital. And then I would come home and see my other three kids from six o'clock until bedtime. And then I would do the whole thing again the next morning. For six weeks, I did that. And so when you have an opportunity to all be under the same roof and not have to drive two hours a day or split your time between children, excuse me, you're grateful. You're extremely grateful because all of that work got you to that place. And so today we're going to talk about gratitude, but we're going to talk about gratitude in a different way because being grateful every day, surprisingly, can help you accomplish weight loss goals. So specifically today, we're going to talk about how gratefulness affects weight loss goals. And if losing weight is not one of your goals, that's okay. We can insert other health goals into this. But specifically today, I am going to talk about gratitude and weight loss. Now, when we think about the practice of gratitude, you know, we're not usually thinking about our weight loss goals. In fact, some people may be listening to this and be like, I don't have anything to be grateful for. Like, I don't like my body. I don't, I don't like who I am, or I don't, I don't have a, a lot of confidence in who I am. And, and this weighs on me all the time. It's all I think about. So how is gratitude going to help me actually lose weight? Well, I'm going to tell you. But first, I want to kind of give you a little situation. Let's pretend that um, you're going to work. It's early. You're going to work, but you're running late. And so all you've had a chance to do was slam back a cup of coffee and you rush out the door and you're, all you're thinking is, I got to get to work, got to get to work. I'm running late. And you're kind of hungry because you skipped breakfast because you didn't have time to make breakfast. And all of a sudden, you hit tons of traffic. Now your your anxiety, your stress is through the roof. You are agitated. You know, today was supposed to be the day you start your diet, but there's no chance of that happening now. You already skipped breakfast and you were supposed to make yourself a good breakfast. You're looking at the the line of taillights and you're like, "I, I can't even get this right. Right? And now you feel guilty because, you know, there was one thing you were supposed to do today and you're messing it up already and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling hopeless. Right? Now I want you to think about how do all of those emotions affect your choices, specifically your food choices that day. Healthy decisions are easy when motivation is high and you're feeling good. But what about when you're stressed and frustrated and hopeless and guilt-ridden? See, the thing is, emotions trigger a response. If you are stressed and anxious, those emotions are going to cause your cravings to kick into high gear. And most people's natural reaction when they feel stressed and anxious is to cope with comfort food. And so today we can talk about trying to tamper down those, those anxious and stressed feelings with willpower, but you and I both know that doesn't work because we've tried it before and it didn't work. And we can keep trying it. We can just think if we had more motivation, if we had more willpower, that would be the answer. Or I could teach you how to change your emotional state. Now here's the really interesting part. 
Neuroscience shows that gratitude actually rewires your brain. Like there's actually a restructure of the molecular portion of your brain that makes you both happier and healthier. In fact, a um, researcher at UCLA's Mindfulness Awareness Research Center said that when you feel happiness, the central nervous system is affected. You are more peaceful, less reactive, and less resistant. But let's focus on those four words, more peaceful, less reactive. Right now, remember, when you're stressed and anxious, your cravings kick into high gear. There's always a sense of urgency. And when you feel like, I always tell people, urges feel urgent. That's how you know it's an emotional hunger versus a physical hunger. But gratitude, it increases people's self-control and it increases their ability to wait. So it's not about willpower. It's about delaying gratification. And in those moments, that's what we need. We need to just step back and be able to take a deep breath and realize that this is just an emotion. I don't necessarily need to give into it. But in those moments of stress and anxiety, it's very hard to talk logically to yourself because you're feeling emotional. You're all hyped up. Gratitude changes your emotional state. You know, when you're stressed and anxious, you're always thinking about what didn't happen, what could have been done differently, everything you're missing out on, all the guilt. But when you choose gratitude, it helps you focus on the progress you've already made and everything you do have, which causes more peace, appreciation, and the ability to be less reactive. I know for me, just from a personal standpoint, I would love to be less reactive. I can't tell you how many times I've yelled at my kids and then thought back to the situation and be like, oh, I wish I would have handled that differently. You know, I feel like I can go from zero to 10 in a half a second. And what's even scarier is I can see the same behavior in my kids, specifically my girls. <laughs> I'm like, oh, they get it from me. Jim is not as reactive as I am, but I will go from zero to 60 like none other. And so a lot of times I'm always thinking back, oh, I wish I would have just taken a breath and thought about things and done things differently. Well, my goodness, how much can we apply that to nutrition? All right. You know, how many times do I hear in my office where somebody says, I was worried, so I ate this, or I was stressed, so I ate this. Everyone else had it, so I did too, right? Those are feelings of worry, stress, deprivation, and they actually feed into the whole cycle. So I want to teach you how to change your emotions so you can change your actions because literally emotions create habits. The health and fitness industry convinced everyone to count calories, track macros, hit 10,000 steps a day. But if your emotions are what create your habits, then I think we're focusing on the wrong thing. All right. Here's another stat I found. People who practiced gratitude felt 25% happier than those that didn't and exercised an average of 1.5 hours more. How would your life be different if you were happier? 
How would your life be different if you exercised more? So when you practice gratitude, you're actually training yourself to be happier. And when you're happier, healthy choices are easy or easier, I should say. So let's talk about there's seven ways that gratitude helps you lose weight. So number one, it stops stress eating by reducing your stress levels. Remember, when you're not as reactive and you're more peaceful, that reduces stress. According to clinical psychologists, the number one skill essential for weight loss is an understanding and managing of behaviors and emotions. Huh, how about that? It's not about calories. It's not about macros. It's not about exercise. It's about understanding and managing behaviors and emotions. So I don't know. I think this is pretty interesting. I think this is something worth looking into. Um, Practicing gratitude decreases depression and anxiety. It allows us to be more self-aware. It allows us to self-manage better by regulating our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. And it helps us make more responsible decisions, which then leads to more productive choices and healthier behaviors. And according to the American Psychological Association's poll, every one of these positive characteristics and skills are necessary for effective weight management and overall health. Self-awareness, self-management, responsible decision-making. We figure out how to do those three things. We don't ever have to worry another day in our life about counting another calorie. All right, number two, complaining leads to cheating. So we know that what we focus on is what we become consumed by. All right, and if you spend your whole day thinking about your weight and your body and how miserable you are, it starts to run your life. And the problem is when it starts to run your life, the moment temptation comes your way, and it always does, you're going to feel like you need to give into it because you had a tough day and you should reward yourself, right? Whenever things are bad, we need a reward. We need a pick-me-up. But on the other hand, if you are practicing the action of gratitude, you start looking for all the blessings you have in your life. Right? You stop complaining because you realize that you have been blessed by so many things. And when you feel blessed, you don't give in to the, every temptation that comes your way that tells you you need to reward yourself and cope with food. Gratitude causes confidence. Right? When you're grateful, you feel more confident because confidence comes from experience. And so you start to see all the things that you're grateful for. You feel better because you've been doing it over and over. You're constantly searching for things to be grateful for. And eventually that gratitude turns into confidence. Where gratitude and confidence really comes into play is during the plateau. When we talk about plateaus, really, this is what we talk about. They are inevitable. They will happen. It's your body's chance, or I should say, it's your body's way of, you know, catching up to all the changes that you've made and trying to reset yourself. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that happens. And so when you feel confident in your choices and what you're doing, and you know that you're doing the right thing, it enables you to keep going even when you don't see success on the scale or with measurements or whatever you're using to monitor your progress. 
right? You're allowed to say, or it enables you to say, hey, I know I'm doing the right thing. I just need to stick with it. And eventually things will go in the right direction again. When we feel more confident, we start to set more realistic goals. All right. So we start to think about, all right, what are some other things I'd like to try? Or what are other areas where I'd like to make changes? And so the key here, though, is realistic goals. We don't start creating these ridiculous goals that we did when, you know, we were in a state of panic. Oh my gosh, I need to lose 15 pounds by next Friday. And then we get down on ourselves when we didn't lose 15 pounds by next Friday. It's because it wasn't a realistic goal. All right. Um, We talked about gratitude, not only bringing more joy um, and peace, but again, it clarifies and broadens our awareness. So the parts of our brain that are associated with good decision-making, mostly that prefrontal cortex, are mostly affected when you practice this art of gratitude. All right. So not only does it help you feel good, but it makes you think more clearly. So for so long, again, we thought that, you know, what choices you make when it comes to your food and calories and, and your body weight, those have all been the focus for most commercial diets. But what's really interesting is as obesity rates rise, we're realizing this does not work. We can't focus on food, calories, and body weight if we don't first focus on emotions, stress, expectations. It all starts in the mind first. We've been focusing on the wrong things for so long. And so today, I'm going to teach you how to practice that, that act of gratitude. All right. One last thing I forgot to mention. Uh, when you practice gratitude, you sleep better. And we know that sleep is so important if we want to feel rested and prepared to go through our day. Remember, if you're not sleeping well, your body's going to seek out alternative energy sources since you didn't get it the night before. And your body knows that food can give you energy. So that is why if you're not sleeping well, you will notice that you're hungrier and it's much harder to manage weight when you're hungry or when you're exhausted than when you're fully rested. So that's another way that gratitude can help you. So let's talk a little bit about about the act of gratitude. Okay. So like I said, um, who is this guy? Robert Emmons. I'm looking at my notes here. He found that people who kept a gratitude journal were 25% more positive about themselves. Imagine if you were 25% more positive. For some of you, your um, self-esteem and your, you know, how you think about yourself, your self-confidence, you know, is at the bottom of the barrel. You're about vacillating somewhere between 0 and 10%. Imagine what your life would be like if you could gain confidence by a factor of 25%. That's pretty impressive. We're not talking about it raises your confidence, you know, by 5%. We're talking about 25% more positivity about ourselves. Let's do it, right? That's a significant enough number. We got to go through this. Now, it is important to note that when you're practicing the state or the art of gratitude, you know, doing it every once in a while is helpful, but where you get the most benefit is through consistency. And really, that's how everything goes in our lives. 
So keeping a gratitude journal is a great way to help um, land your thoughts so that they're not just swirling around in your brain, um, but actually to practice the consistency part of it because you can literally date when you're journaling and you can see that, you know, whether or not you're, you're journaling more days than you're not. So when are the best times to use a gratitude journal? Well, for me personally, I like to do it in the morning, but some people like to do it uh, as the last thing before they go to bed. So either the morning or the evening are the best times, but honestly, it's kind of like exercise. When's the best time to exercise? Well, it's the time when you're most consistent. So if your most consistent time is at 3 p.m., then do it at 3 p.m., all right? So you may have done a gratitude journal before, but I'm going to ask you to do it just a little bit different. I want you to write three things that you're grateful for. The first two things are just general things. And you can start broad and ordinary, like I'm grateful for my spouse, or I'm grateful for a roof over my head, or I'm grateful I have food in the refrigerator. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my job. All right. And you can start out broad. But as you continue on through this process, I want you to start to look for smaller things, right? Like, I'm grateful for the family of deer that were outside my window as I drank my cup of coffee. Or I'm thankful for, oh goodness, I don't know. I'm thankful for the row of flowers that somebody, my neighbor planted. So when I walked out to my car, Um, I got to see something pretty today. Um, Or I'm thankful that my kid didn't have a meltdown while we were at the grocery store. Right? I want you can start out big in the beginning, but eventually I want you to go smaller. And I want you to find those hidden gems that are literally everywhere around you. You just haven't found them yet because you weren't looking. I remember hearing this example from my pastor one time, and he said, You know, when you're looking um, to buy a new car and, you know, you've narrowed it down to maybe the the model of the car that you want to purchase. And then all of a sudden when you're driving, all you see is that car everywhere on the road. Every other time in your life when you're not shopping for a car, you would not be paying attention to it at all. But when you're looking for it, you find it. And that's how it goes with gratitude. When you look for things to be thankful for, you find them because they're literally everywhere around you. So I told you I want the first two things to be more broad and nonspecific, but the third thing I want you to write down that you're grateful for is something related to either, again, if you're using weight loss as your primary goal, or if you're working on body image. All right. And so examples of this could be, I'm grateful that I'm building confidence. Or I'm grateful that I'm understanding my food triggers. Or I'm grateful for my green smoothie at breakfast. I'm grateful that I remembered to pack a snack today at work instead of going to the vending machine. Even if you're not feeling overly positive about your weight loss that day, there's got to be something that you can find to be grateful for. Because remember, the more positives you can find, the more likely you are to make healthy choices because you're 25% happier. You're more peaceful. You're less reactive. You're able to deal with emotions. All right. Now, it's important when you're talking about this gratitude piece, this gratefulness, 
it gratefulness allows us to look for the positives and what you're gaining versus what you're taking out. So much of dieting is all about what you can't do, what you can't eat, how you can't behave. And it's a bunch of rules that make us feel really restrictive. And remember, when we feel restricted, we get resentful. And when we get resentful, we get rebellious. So part of this process is realizing what you're gaining, not what you're losing. All right. Remember, food is not an all or nothing thing. You're still allowed to have foods you enjoy. You're still allowed to go to restaurants and engage in social behaviors. You're still allowed to go to Thanksgiving and eat different foods. All right. But I want you to take note of the progress you're making, how your mindset is changing, and be grateful for what you're adding to your life instead of what's been taken away, which is what diets always focus on. And the other part I want you to remember is learn to appreciate the small things. When you're first doing this, it's easy to just pick out the big stuff. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my house. And those are all good things to be grateful for. But it's the small acts that really tune you in to all the blessings that are around you. So... Gratitude doesn't have to be just about grand gestures. It can be about those small, tiny things that surround you all day long. And it will rock your world at how peaceful you feel when you start to notice these things. All right. Remember, grit, willpower, they only take you so far. Right? Gratitude changes your emotions. It changes how you act and it changes who you are. And it absolutely will change your life. All right. So you guys have your homework. It's to start a gratitude journal. Again, start it in the morning, start it at night. Whenever you can be consistent with it, I want you to start with two things, you know, that are more generic or general. As you get in the practice of doing it, I want you to start to look for the tiny things. And You don't have to stop it too. If you want to write a list of all the things you're grateful for, that's fantastic. All right. But then that third piece that I want you to focus on is something more specific about your health goals or your weight or your body. And I want you to just see how the practice of gratitude changes your life. All right. That's what I got for you today. Um, Your recipe. All right, so this isn't necessarily a Thanksgiving recipe, but it's a every night of the week recipe, which, you know, especially during the week of Thanksgiving when things are more hectic because you're going to the store, you may be um, spending some time prepping or cooking or planning or whatever you're doing for the big day. So I wanted to give you an easy recipe that you could make earlier in the week when you don't have a lot of time. So the recipe we're going to make is a kiwi avocado salsa. And so uh, this will feed four people. You're going to need four kiwis, peeled and chopped, two avocados, chopped, a half a cup of red onion, and I would probably dice them pretty small, Uh, one lime, you want to go ahead and juice that, a tablespoon of olive oil, a third a cup of chopped cilantro, 
and a half a teaspoon of garlic powder. Alternatively, you could use one to two cloves of garlic minced and then some salt and pepper to taste. And so for this recipe, you're literally just going to dump it all into a bowl and mix it up. And then you can serve this as an appetizer. You can serve it on top of chicken or fish for a quick, easy weeknight meal. Um, feel free to use it however you would like. If you want to, like I said, if you're doing it as an appetizer, you could do some like whole grain pita chips and serve it with that or even some carrot chips. You know, the carrot chips are like the circular carrots that are wavy. You can get them already prepped that way at the grocery store. They're always a fun vehicle when you uh, have a dip or you can use celery or even cucumbers, but it's very tasty and very simple and um, will wake up a sleepy chicken recipe in no time. So, all right, guys, that's what I got for you this week. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with... Um, with family, with friends. I hope you're able to celebrate and see the people that uh, are near and dear to you. And, um, and I'll see you next week. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.